0: To the Help Hustler Podcast. I am the Help Hustler, Nicole sims Ingleton. In today's episode, I'm going to talk about stigma associated with mental health within the family unit. Stigma is defined as a mark of disgrace associated with a particular circumstance, quality, or person. When living with a mental health condition, there is a lot of stigma or everyday bias that we as family members may have when hearing that a loved one or a friend has been diagnosed with a mental health condition. We all have watched the news where the headline is a is quote-unquote crazed person hurts, maims another in the news. There are movies in which the main character has schizophrenia and has killed someone or harmed someone or will kill someone in the movie um, because they are mentally ill, so to speak. Um, you know, movies like American Psycho. Uh, how many have someone who is living with mental health? We all have that quote-unquote crazy aunt, cousin, uncle, you know, we all know someone who has been touched with mental health in the family or friends that we know that we avoid or quietly or openly talk about when we get together as a group. So mental health stigma is false beliefs about mental illness. Now that I've given you the definition for stigma and what it can look like in mental health, let me tell you a story. So, I remember my mother um, having several distinguishing traits when she was having challenging times of, uh, managing her mental health. Uh, a particular time is when I re- is when she called me to take her to the grocery store, which was typical. I had a car. Um, I had a really cool car, actually. Um, if you're wondering, I had an Acura Integra. It was red, black tents, black rims. I thought I was cool. I looked cool. So I was cool. So... Um, and I agreed to take her grocery shopping. Uh, and let me give you some background information. So I was in my late 20s living in my own apartment. I picked her up and she walked out of her apartment in this white sequin dress. And I mean like ball gown, dress to the nines dress. And she had on these white shades these white rimmed shades with rhinestones all over them she had on these suntan pantyhose and white uh, high heel sandals so her toe so she had on pantyhose so her toe where the it was like a thong sandal so she looked from the neck down to her knees she looked dressed to the nine but then when you got to her feet you were like what happened Um. And as I'm sitting in my car, I'm like, oh boy, this is gonna go left. So now I'm in my 20s. I know that my mom has a mental health diagnosis. And I have experienced over the course of the years from being that, you know, six year old little girl, trying to hold her hand and show her how to cross the street, to now being this adult looking at my mother who clearly is not doing well psychiatrically. So I open, unlock the doors to the car. And she gets in the car, and I'm like, hey, mom, you look great. What? What's with the outfit? You look, you know, somebody at the grocery store I don't know about. And she's like, I'm dressed up because I want to be dressed up. And I'm like, okay. And in my head, I'm like, this is going to go left real quick. Um, so I decide, you know what? I'm going to let her go in her Oscar attire and go to the grocery store. I might just sit in the car while she goes grocery shopping. Now, my mom absolutely loves to grocery shop loves it she walks down every single aisle she will pick up items that she will not even buy read the ingredients read the nutrition facts put it back on the shelf and walk to the next shelf and just do it for hours i can remember being a kid and my sister and i like being nervous because she was at the grocery store for like four or five hours and we're calling the grocery store to make sure she's okay Um, but back to the story, that's just to say that my mom enjoyed the grocery store. It was her thing and she was dressed up for it. Uh, so I pull into the grocery store and I'm like, oh, this is going to go really, really bad. People are going to be looking at her. People are going to be watching us. And I'm like, you know what? In my head, I'm having this thought, I'm going to just sit in the car and let her just be great by herself. And this little voice said, get out of the car and go, go help your mother grocery shop. So, I get out of the car, I help her go start grocery shopping, and we're walking down every aisle, and she is just, just, I mean, greeting people. My mom is such a relater. She loves to talk to people who, anyone who will talk back to her, she will strike up a conversation. And she's just talking, but she's talking really fast. Like, I talk fast, but she was just like, so how you doing? What's going on? Who are you? What's going on? How, how's the things? And these are complete strangers in the grocery store. And I am like cringing in, you know, holding the cart. I am cringing on the inside. And I'm trying to usher her onto the next aisle, into the next area that she needs to get. And we spend about a good hour, hour and a half. And on the inside, I am so embarrassed. And I know people who have spoken to her or are watching us um, because she's not just walking down the aisles. She's sashaying. She's pretending that there... She's believing, not pretending, excuse me, believing that there is this red carpet and she is the queen of the grocery store. And she is walking down every aisle, greeting everyone in the aisle. Hello! Welcome to ShopRite. And I'm like, oh my goodness, let's just get the groceries and go. Um, You know, and we're debating back and forth. I'm like, can you please just pick stuff up? Can you please just shop? Can you please... And as this conversation continues to go, she starts, her agitation starts to mount. And I'm like, all right, I need to kind of back up and let her shop and let her be her authentic self. And we successfully end our grocery shopping. But I am mortified on the inside because this just doesn't look right. It doesn't look right. It doesn't feel right. I'm, you know, embarrassed because my mom is, you know, to me and to everyone else, looks silly. You know, she's dressed up as if she's going to some ball. So, you know, I knew the state she was in when we went into the grocery store, and I had to just kind of just walk through it and walk with her. I decided to walk with her in the grocery store, and I did. Um, I was, again, I was so embarrassed that everyone was staring at us and judging us and, and, and wondering what was wrong with this woman in the grocery store dressed in This amazing, beautiful dress um, and these shades. She never took the shades off the entire time we were in the grocery store. (sighs) So now to go back to stigma, I want to think, you know, some people will say that that situation was embarrassing. Um, But people I could hear people going, oh, my God, what is wrong with her? Oh, my God. Why is she in the grocery store? Oh, my God. I heard one person go, why would she even let her come inside? Um, So they automatically made an assumption that something was wrong. And yes, she could have not taken her meds. She could have decided that that's how she wanted to start her day. And she wanted to feel better about herself. But here I am trying to hinder that. Here I am thinking about myself and how it looks. So. Was I stigmatizing my mom? Yes, I was embarrassed. I was I was thinking about myself and how her mental health looked on the outside. I was thinking about what are people gonna think about me? I never thought, what are the thoughts in her mind? Is she even having an issue with her illness today? Or is she just wanting to be, again, her authentic, beautiful self? And I'm gonna take the strength and say that she just wanted to feel beautiful that day. She just wanted to feel, and she wanted people to look at her. That could have been where she wanted to go. I never asked her why. I never accused her of not taking her meds. I never said, you need to take your meds so you can dress appropriately. No. We finished our grocery shopping, and we went home. I dropped her off. I helped her put her groceries away. She took her shades off, finally, when we got in the house, because it was dark. Um... And I knew that it was a harmless after a while because in the moment I was mortified. But as I look at it now and I go back over that time, it was really, really okay for her to be dressed like that. She wasn't hurting anyone. She wasn't, you know, being aggressive or or wanting to hurt people. I mean, she got a little nasty when I asked her why she was dressed like that when she got in the car. But that was her choice and her right. And I had to respect that. And now I do, so what can you what can you or I do about stigma of a loved one with a mental health condition? The first thing to do is to remember that they are our loved one now there are some caveats to this that say I'm not saying that you should overlook dangerous behavior not for a second was she dangerous um, just keep in mind just keep in perspective that. They are our loved ones. And they're living with one of the most difficult diseases in the world. The most judged and the most stigmatized. Another thing that you can do is when the conversation comes up about a story amongst your loved one, talk about the positive. Talk about the things that they may have done well. And think as a group and brainstorm and talk about as a group how to support and love that person even more because they need it. Um, Remind them that they used to be creative, kind, outgoing before their mental health condition. And maybe the conversation can turn in how, as a family or a social network, you can support that person. Here's a statistic. That stigma prevents 40% of people dealing with anxiety or depression from seeking help. That's unbelievably amazing and sad. But because what people feel The people are gonna think about them they don't seek help not for a second do we tell someone who has another major medical health condition that they should not get treatment because of what people are going to think Uh, here's the other few things that can can be done to help minimize stigma educate yourself Um, educate yourself about mental illness and including substance use disorders those that's really bigger of your attitudes and behavior Examine your own judgmental thinking, reinforced by upbringing and society. Choose your words carefully. The way we speak can affect the attitudes of others. Educate others. Pass on the facts and positive attitudes. Challenge myths and stereotypes. Please, just challenge those things because you know the, your loved one or your friend. Focus on the positive. Mental illness, including addictions, are only part of anyone's larger picture. And most importantly, the biggest thing we need to do as a loved one or a friend is treat everyone with dignity, dignity and respect, offer support and encouragement. It is important that we are supporting them and encouraging them through this very difficult illness. All right. So those few points that I just gave to you were from the Canadian Mental Health Association. I wanted to give them the credit. Those are great points. All right, so thank you for joining me today on this topic of stigma and how to minimize it in regards to mental health. Again, please like, comment, share, and subscribe to this podcast. You can find this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, and Spotify. Thank you, and have a hopeful day.